state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, I guess it's only going to be a high of 50 degrees in Frisco, Texas on Saturday when the University of Montana Grizzlies play South Dakota State in the national championship football game. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Is it Saturday or is it Sunday? It's a it's a Sunday game, right? Okay, I, I think it's still only going to be. Uh, now I got to go look at the weather again. Now for Pete's sake. All right, uh, but anyway, yeah, I think it's probably about similar. A, a Saturday, it's fifty degrees high, uh, but a low of thirty two degrees. I was uh, I was uh, uh, thinking about a story that we've got on a funny story that we've got on our Montana Talks uh, website about uh, uh, Coach Bobby Houck. And I was going to yap about that. And, and for some reason, I was I was playing this, uh, I think it's a Zach Brown Band song. Uh, I've been stuck in colder weather. And I was thinking, man, you know, I, it would have been so fun to be down in Frisco, Texas, uh, two, what was it, two years ago when uh, the Montana State Bobcats were, were in Frisco, Texas, uh, also playing S- South Dakota State in the uh, national championship game two years ago. And, man, uh, it would sure be fun to be there this Sunday, not Saturday. I'm correcting myself already here. Uh, when the University of Montana Grizzlies now uh, face South Dakota in the national championship football game. I'm already seeing friends and, I guess, family uh, that, that got tickets to the game and are going to be in Frisco, Texas. So I'm thinking, man, they're going to be down there and nicer weather, although we haven't had it that bad so far, although I think that's probably going to be changing here uh, pretty soon. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking, man, we'll be stuck in colder weather. They'll be down there in, in nicer weather. But actually, it's, you know, even all the way down in Texas, it looks like it's still not going to be uh, too much nicer uh i was talking with uh, one of our colleagues here josh i guess his he's got family down in, in mesquite somewhere uh, and uh he was saying yeah they were about as cold as we were they, it was raining you know they go south for the winter uh, escaping montana for the winter and then uh thankfully for us uh, they had temperatures about as cold as we've been having here in montana but uh yeah no the funny story uh that i was going to tell you about this is just hysterical uh some of you probably already saw it on our montana talks website here but uh you know how fans can be and you know grizz fans are that way bobcat fans are that way football fans are that way man i'll tell you what you know the the moment your team starts losing a game they shouldn't be losing oh you see all the experts start lining up that's it Coach Houck, he should be out of here. He is not the guy to be coaching this team. He's not the same Bobby Houck from 2009. And the trash talking begins. I think it was right in the middle of that Northern Arizona game when uh, when the Grizz were uh, were losing and ended up lo- uh, losing to uh, to Northern Arizona. And uh, and so <laughs> you had all these Grizz fans trash talking Coach Bobby Houck. Yeah, he needs to go. Get this guy out of here. Uh, well, what are they saying now? Uh, there's a, anyway, there's a really funny take. Uh, uh, you know, somebody's got to buy this guy a beverage for us because uh, this guy's owning it. He said he he actually shared his own tweet from back in September, uh, and and then he he did his own update here earlier this week about Coach Houck. Uh, anyway, it's it's a great story. Uh, so uh, I'll get to that one after this, and then we'll get into the serious news of the day as well. Here is your Montana news. Bozeman Police needs your assistance in locating a woman missing since mid-December. Megan Stegman is a 34-year-old Native and African-American, 5 feet 7 inches and 195 pounds. She has curly brown hair and brown eyes. 
Color 8 reports that the distinguishing thing to look for is a vehicle, a 1973 tan motorhome with damage to the rear on the driver's side. It has a Washington license plate 187WJY. That's 187WJY. Stedman has a connection to this old motorhome. Billings Police thinks Megan disappeared under suspicious circumstances. Anyone with information on Megan Stedman's location can call Detective King at 406-582-2242. Again, 406-582-2242. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With breaks of sun and some developing clouds around the area today, high temperatures range from about 33 in Bozeman to the mid-40s in the Billings area. For tonight, we can expect partly to mostly cloudy skies as temperatures will head back in the upper teens in Bozeman, mid-20s in Billings. For Friday, we'll see snow showers with highs to around 33 in Bozeman, 44 in Billings as some rain could mix in there. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, yeah, we'll get to your phone calls and more here this morning. Uh, plus, hey, it's already Thursday uh, with a, you know, a, a four-day week in, in, in our live coverage, at least. We had a brand-new audio for you with our New Year's Day special on Monday. But, uh, yeah, already Thursday, which is great because I know some of you are probably having a uh, withdrawals. Uh, you had such a great program as uh, David Noble was filling in for us uh, last week. Uh, and I, I know some of you are probably having withdrawals. You're like, man, I, I want to hear from David again. David always does such a great job whenever he joins us on the show or, or guest hosts the program. So uh, looking forward to having David Noble join us uh, later on in the 7 o'clock hour of the show, uh, especially with his legal insight on, on so many of these uh, uh, stories of, of the day. Uh, let's yeah, but here here's the story. This is just a fun one for you here. As uh, you know, we did a lot of coverage in the run up to the uh, uh, the national championship appearance by the Montana State Bobcats a couple years ago, and then of course we've done some some coverage in the run up uh, for the Montana Grizzlies uh, appearance in the national championship football uh, game for the FCS uh, taking place this weekend as well. But somebody somebody buy this guy a beverage. You know, you see people trash-talking their teams and their coaches on social media all the time. But this guy actually owned up to it. I just thought this was hilarious. I thought it was great. So earlier in the football season, this guy was trashing University of Montana Grizzly football coach Bobby Houck uh, back in September 23rd. He, he shared this via Twitter. It's time for the Grizz to say goodbye to Bobby Houck. He's not the guy from 2009 or the guy to lead this Grizz team. So now that the Grizz are going to the national championship under head coach Bobby Houck, January 2nd, 2024. Look at the take from this effing guy. What an idiot. Anyways, uh, see you all in Frisco in a couple of days. Should be fun watching a national championship game this weekend. Anyway, uh, this guy uh, Brad Reed uh, is his name. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I know him. Uh, just looking at, at at his tweet here, but uh, he shared his own tweet from back in September when he was trashing Bobby Houck, saying Bobby Houck needs to go, and then and then added uh, another comment where he says, "Hey, look at this effing guy! What an idiot!" And he was sharing his own tweet. I just thought it was great. The, the fact that this guy was willing to admit that he got it wrong, and then he can have some fun with it as well. 
and 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 then what was great was so many of these other uh, fans also started jumping in on his thread and said, "Yeah, I was saying the exact same stuff." I'll see you in Frisco. <laughs> uh, David Ferguson added, "I know exactly where you were coming from and exactly when." Midway through the third quarter at NAU, uh, maybe we were a bit premature. The sign of the truly invested fan. See you in Frisco. And then uh, uh, Reed himself replied uh, once again, we're fans, we're all idiots, LOL, see you in Frisco. The first beer is on Eric. Uh, anyway, you can see that full back and forth, MontanaTalks.com. But, uh, you know, this is another reminder. Uh, you really should listen to your critics. You really should. You know, the, the people that are always second-guessing you or all oh, that guy. You should listen to your critics in life, right? That's good advice for your kids, right? Hey, kids, be sure to listen to your critics. Uh, be sure to only listen to the negative, <laughs> the negative people in your life. Uh, that's what Bobby Hawk should have done, right? You know, after that NAU game, he should have just said, "That's it. I'm I'm out of here." All these people on Twitter are right. I just need to leave. I'm not the right coach for this team. You know, probably a good thing he didn't listen to his critics, huh? Uh, you know, and uh, just kept driving on. And I, I know I, I saw my friend Ron out of the Flathead. Uh, my friend Ron Catlett was uh, was jumping in on this thread as well because he's a he's a Montana State Bobcat and and you know and he was saying yeah you know with that NAU game you know there's no wonder a lot of people were saying that at the time but I was gonna I was gonna reply back to Ron and say hey look. It, Bobcats and Grizz fans are alike in this one way in particular. We would rather lose games early in the season and then win the Cat-Grizz game later in the season than win games early in the season and then lose the Cat-Grizz game later in the season. So anyway, that's where that's how we roll. Let's get into the phone lines. we got Nancy and Roundup uh, first up this morning. Nancy, great to hear from you. Well, good morning, Montana Talks family. And I am really feeling good because I am so optimistic right now about the uh, border security and our sovereignty. Uh, the good really? news is, is uh, con yes, Congresswoman uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she put a bill up to uh, impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is uh, Homeland Security uh, head, and uh, they're going uh, having a session next week, and impeachment proceedings against uh, Mayorkas could start as early as that. So that's a very, very exciting news. She's got a lot of uh, support behind her bill. The other thing is, is that uh, the uh, Republicans have a lot of leverage right now against the Democrat Party, and I am so excited, and I hope they don't screw this up. Okay, we just had a whole group of uh, senators go down to uh, the southern border, and they can see what is happening, and uh, they're not giving in, and uh, there has to be a border wall included in this package in order uh, to get uh, uh, Biden's bill passed, and if there's no border wall, it's not going to pass. So I'm going to tell you right now, I would like to actually see a double wall along that southern border. We need 800 miles. That's what is proposed, 800 miles of new wall. And also, uh, it can be built in six months. I did some research. So in six months, we could have 800 miles, a wonderful new border wall. And uh, so I think this is exciting. Now, I'm going to call Senator Gaines' office today in Washington. And uh, he's been doing a great job on southern border uh, security. And I'm just going to... You know, just uh, as you mind that we can't let this go without leverage, and we had really got to push the Democrats as far as we can to get 
to get that border shut down because it is a hell of a mess down That's there. right. There yeah, I, I agree with Newt Gingrich. I, we are at a crossroads between civilization and collapse. That's what he had to say on, I think, Hannity's program last night. I like your optimism. Uh, one quick follow-up question for you, Nancy, if you don't mind. We've got to hit our hard break, but uh, if you can, uh, stand by. We'll come back to you. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, 2023 was certainly another year full of weather impacts on crops and livestock across America. And even though we did finally see some drought relief out here in the West, USDA's meteorologist Brad Rippey says that drought still impacted other parts of the country last year. Even with some reduced coverage of drought, drought remains a top story for 2023. And we did start off the year with more than 40% drought coverage in the United States. We finally dropped below that threshold in late February for the first time in about two and a half years since September of 2020. We actually knocked the U.S. drought coverage down to 19% by late May. But by the time we got to October, drought coverage climbed back above above 40% for a couple of weeks. That caused significant agricultural impacts in the United States with impacts on a variety of crops as well as cattle. Hay production, as we moved into the fall for the second consecutive year, we saw historically low water levels in parts of the Mississippi Basin, and that did affect agricultural barge traffic for the second year in a row. So what's on tap for 2024? Well, Rippy forecasts the intense El Nino pattern will lead to what he calls pretty profound impacts for the rest of the winter and even into the spring. Stay with us. We'll have more egg news right after this. Cattle producers, it's time for Superior Livestock Auctions Bell Ringer Video Auction, January 10th to the 12th from Oklahoma City. Over 106,000 head of cattle will sell over the three days. Now, sale time each day is 7 a.m. Mountain Time. To view the catalog and videos, jump online and check out SuperiorLivestock.com. Superior Livestock, committed to buyers and sellers for over 35 years. Again, it's the Bell Ringer Video Auction, January 10th to the 12th from Oklahoma City. Hi, this is Joe Goggins from Billings, Montana. We have three auction markets and the Northern Livestock Video. I'm a member of the Livestock Marketing Association, and I've had a front row seat for the loss of livestock producers across our area. This is a critical threat to our industry and our nation. Producers face growing challenges with input costs and the ability to access land for livestock production. The clock is also ticking on tax policy that could have dire consequences for our industry. Let's get active, get talking, and create a brighter future for us all. Learn more at ProducerProfitability.com. Well, there's still time to nominate a deserving pulse grower, industry professional, and or researcher for the Northern Pulse Growers Association's Excellence Award. The award is presented to an individual that exemplifies dedication and commitment to the continued success of the U.S. pulse industry. Nominations will be accepted until tomorrow, January 5th, and can be emailed to info at northernpulse.com, submitted via telephone or online at northernpulse.com. By the way, make plans to join MPGA at their annual convention headed for Minot, North Dakota on January 23rd. And finally this morning, 
You know, a new year brings lots of new opportunities for our young people in agriculture, and one of them is the Nile Foundation's scholarships for the 2024 and 2025 academic year. Applications and guidelines can be found at the Nile.org. However, they're due back to the Nile office there in Billings, Montana, by March 1. And speaking of stock shows, hey, don't forget the National Western Stock Show in Denver, Colorado, officially kicks off this Saturday and runs through January 21st. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nennett. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. I don't know if we were able to check in with Nancy to see if she's still on the phone lines, but let me just uh, jump right back on the phone lines. Nancy, were you able to stick around there? Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, perfect. I'm All right. Always, I, I'm always ready to talk about that southern border. That's what I figured. So much to me in our country. That's what I figured. Hey, the, the follow-up question I wanted to have, but I, I didn't want to interrupt you there before that last break because you were on such a good roll. Uh, you, you were talking about this impeachment effort of, uh, of Mayorkas, and uh, and I, I like hearing the optimism in your voice. I, I agree with you that I think I think congressional Republicans are now in the strongest position they've ever been when it comes to negotiations uh, about getting something done on our southern border, because I think the American people are, are awake to what's going on there. And so they, they have to press this issue right now. And I just hope some of those we you're right. Senator Steve Daines, he's been. He's been strong on the southern border since day one, but there's some weak need other Republican senators out there that we've got to worry about. But um, but I think your phone calls and encouraging other folks to call will it will in, in, encourage them to be bold right now uh, needed and now more than ever. Um, but this impeachment effort of uh, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, um, do, do you think that even these these uh, these more moderate uh, Republicans in the House would support an impeachment effort? I don't see why they couldn't, why they wouldn't. Right now frankly i think they're going to they're going to be uh pushed into it they're in a they're in a corner right now they're outnumbered if they don't it's going to mean their jobs in 2024 in the elections they will they will be unemployed and it's about time and i i just want to tell everybody that uh, we were talking about uh, uh vps and my choice has always been marjorie taylor green i think she'd make a great uh vp she's uh focused and she's strong and uh, uh she's tough I think she'd be great with uh, President Trump. But I want to say one more thing quickly before I get off the air, because there's probably somebody else wanting to get on. Um, I was doing some research on videos about uh, Mexican cartel and the loss of Zetas. And I'm going to tell you right now, I heard and saw things that I can't even mention on the radio that are so horrific. The cruelty, the torture, and the murder of Mexicans. Um, I can't, you can't, I, I can't tell you over the air. And it's going to take our army, our military to stop them. I can see that yeah. right now. They are so, they are so strong now and they are so evil. I mean, when they murder their own people by the, the by, by the hundreds all the time, we don't even know how many Mexicans they've murdered and they do it in some of the cruelest ways. And this includes children in front of their parents if, if a drug run goes wrongly. Oh, you're exactly and right. It's going to take our military to knock them out here. And there's, well, there's and no doubt about it. If you haven't had the chance yet to link up with Major General Paul Vallely, retired general in the Flathead, um, 
uh, link up with him, get a hold of him through his uh, uh, Stand Up America uh, USA website, because uh, yeah, he's he's got the lily pad strategy that that he has pushed. Uh, that uh, what just what you're talking about about using our military to go after the cartels on the southern border. Now, uh, because, but the other thing that, that that Nancy highlights here is is the humanitarian crisis that these open borders liberals have created. And they are emboldening these uh, despicable cartel operatives. But yet they claim to be humanitarians. They claim to care more than you do when they've created this crisis. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. There are nearly 200 people mentioned in now unsealed documents from a 2015 lawsuit against sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein accomplice Glenn Maxwell. Being on the list is not an indication of any wrongdoing. Perhaps the most notable name belongs to former President Bill Clinton. This from Joanna Solberg. She's one of many women who accused Epstein of abuse. Quote, Joanna testified Jeffrey told her Clinton likes them young, referring to young girls. Fox is Eric Sean, a man about to be sentenced to prison in a Nevada battery case faces more charges after attacking the judge about to give him prison time, leaping over the defense table on the judge's bench. The judge was hurt, not badly. A courtroom marshal was hospitalized with a gash on his forehead and a dislocated shoulder, according to court officials. The defendant had asked for probation, not prison time, saying in court he never stops trying to do the right thing. America's listening to Fox News. All right, lots to talk about this morning here on Montana Talks. Since uh, we've been talking about uh, this invasion on our southern border, yeah, what were they? I, I mean, about 60-plus members of Congress that were uh, alongside Speaker of the House Mike Johnson in this border visit yesterday, uh, although I, I suspect that every single one of them are, was already fully aware of the invasion on our southern border. I, I don't know if the trip uh, brought anything new to light uh, for them, uh, but uh, certainly this... You know, getting that many members to go down there, I think it is good, and 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 and, and certainly it should force uh, the the liberal media that doesn't want to cover the southern border to at least finally give it some sort of a mention. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan out of Ohio, he was on with Sean Hannity last night. He says that one sentence, just one sentence alone, could be huge. If they get this written into law uh, when it comes down to cracking down on this invasion on our southern border. We have all these budgetary battles that are upcoming. And to me, there are two huge priorities that the Republicans, well, three actually, Republicans need to take on. One is the border, because I believe it is a clear and present danger, uh, especially with all the people coming from Iran, Syria, Afghanistan, Egypt, Russia and China. Uh, the the next issue I think is of great importance is getting the $34 trillion under control spending. Uh, and the third thing would be your investigation. Uh, will those things happen this yeah. election year? Yeah, I think they will, Sean, and you're right. You, you not only see the problem here, eight out of 10 Americans know that the border situation is a crisis. They also, I think, understand the magnitude of it. That they think it's a crisis because it is. 300,000 last month, highest month on record, Sean. And the pace we're on under Joe Biden, his administration, the pace we're on, we will hit 12 million migrants coming into the country in four years. That is why we just got to stop. There should be the, the, the plan should be no more migrants come into the country unless there's some extenuating circumstances for an individual. No new migrants should be allowed in the country. One sentence, I think, will do it. And that sentence is do, do not spend American tax dollars to process or release into the country any new migrant. That's what we got to try to get on every single piece of legislation that we can and force Joe Biden to do the right thing. All right. Yeah. So that's the one sentence that Jim Jordan says could be very effective. 
uh, when it comes to uh, cracking down on this illegal invasion. I'll tell you what, uh, what Newt Gingrich had to say uh, here uh, after the break as well. Hey, uh, uh, maybe you had a prior break. Maybe you, you had, you know, an accident. Maybe it's just something that's crept up on you. But uh, w- whatever it is that's that's driving that back pain, whatever it is that's driving that hip pain, I would encourage you to, to give a phone call to QC Kinetics. Because what they can do is, is, is they have the ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, and they can do it without drugs, without surgery, and without any of the downtime that you get along with that as well. Uh, they specialize in regenerative medicine. That's where they take the healing agents that are already in your body and put them directly into those achy joints. You can call them right now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. That's 406-201-6263 for a free consultation from QC Kinetics to see if this is uh, something that might finally uh, help you with that pain. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, this is interesting. I was scanning the Politico playbook headlines uh, during the break there, and it it kind of uh, falls in line with the optimism that we heard from Nancy and Roundup about uh, something finally being done on our southern border. Uh, Anyway, here's just a couple of snippets here from Politico playbook. Uh, Republicans kept the pressure up with a splashy visit to the Texas border where Speaker Mike Johnson slammed the Biden administration for a catastrophe that he said requires a policy overhaul. Notably, Johnson did not go as far as Freedom Caucus members who said they'll shut down the government if the border is not closed. Uh, The House GOP also moved a step closer to impeaching DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas as House Homeland Security Chair Mark Green announced an initial hearing slated for Wednesday. Further immigration news. These are some headlines uh, that Politico, which which is not a conservative publication, by the way, was sharing here. This headline from the Texas Tribune. U.S. Justice Department sues Texas. To halt new state law targeting illegal immigration. You know, you would think the Justice Department is a little busy right now. Remember when the FBI director testified on Capitol Hill and said every every light is blinking red when it comes to global threats and threats in America? Every, all the lights are blinking red. So you have time to sue the state of Texas to block them from enforcing immigration laws and keeping threats out of this country when when all the lights are blinking red. Uh, anyway, uh, that was the headline from the Texas Tribune. Meanwhile, this from Axios, how Democrats got cornered on the border crisis. And the New York Times, a skeptic of the GOP's hard immigration line becomes its champion. Uh, I wonder who they're talking about there. Uh, Shutdown showdown. Here's another one for you here. This is uh, from NBC. Congressional leaders see new hope for a spending deal to prevent a shutdown. Well, I'll tell you what, they better do something about our freaking southern border if they think they're going to get a spending deal. That's uh, uh, all right. Uh, Let's see. I want to get to uh, what what former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich had to say here. He says that we are at a crossroads between civilization 
and collapse. And I think he's exactly right. That's how important this border fight is right now. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, let me let me play the Fox News radio report uh, about this visit uh, to our southern border uh, yesterday by congressional Republicans and just how many House members were there. America is at a breaking point with record levels of illegal immigration. House Speaker Mike Johnson and a delegation of around 60 House Republicans in Eagle Pass, Texas, to highlight what they say is the Biden administration's dereliction of duty at the southern border. The delegation got a briefing from Texas DPS and a taste of what happens in Eagle Pass every single day. A group of men from Venezuela tried to cross illegally right in front of the House Republicans. They were repelled by razor wire deployed by the state of Texas. Razor wire the Biden administration wants to get rid of and is fighting Texas in federal court over. Yeah, so the one thing that is at least, uh, you know, uh, working as some sort of a speed bump for this illegal invasion, the one thing is what the Biden administration is suing the state of Texas to remove right now. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's the latest. All right, here we go. This is Speaker, uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, who was on with Hannity last night. How big are these issues going to play? The economy? Oh, oh, we need more time for Bidenomics to work. What are the issues that will define this race, especially look at law and order in this case? Well, I think law and order will be one of them in a variety of ways. First of all, Biden is not enforcing the law uh, at the border. So you have a whole question there just, you know, obeying the law. He swore an oath to obey the law. He's not obeying the law. You have... I think green corruption, we're going to find out billions of dollars have been stolen, much of it by people who donate to the Democratic Party. We're going to find that Washington, D.C., which, frankly, Congress should take control of, uh, just had 975 carjackings, 975 in one year. The guy you just showed on TV already had charges in two states, had a record of being violent, and frankly, shouldn't be on the street. Uh, we have, we're at a crossroads between civilization and the kind of collapse uh, which uh, will take generations to recover from if we ever do. You saw some of that on the universities where you had people openly saying they favored terrorism, they favored genocide. Uh, those of us who believe in civilization have to stand up and firmly commit ourselves to taking this country back in a direction of law and order of real opportunities, of people having an ability to be safe uh, and to have an ability, frankly, to pursue happiness without somebody mugging you or robbing you or carjacking you. These are all real issues. All right, there you go. Um, by the way, the dailycaller.com has that video as well if you want to share that story uh, it, that uh, Hannity had with, uh, with Gingrich last night. Uh, again, dailycaller.com has a write-up and shared the video as well. I thought this was interesting. Speaking of our southern border and, and the connection to United States elections taking place here coming up at, later on in, in this year, 2024, what about Europe? You know, they're having border debates. They're having immigration debates in Europe as well, uh, especially after the mass Muslim migration that they've seen and the problems that's now causing all across Europe. Uh, this was very interesting. So uh, the Heritage Foundation uh, uh, put this together. They've also got a website, The Daily Signal, uh, where they share news and commentary also. But 
Loose, they, they write this, loose immigration policies have generated a wave of frustration throughout the European Union. Governments with no plan or willingness to respond have suffered electoral defeat. Growing concern over unchecked illegal immigration will doubtless affect the 2024 U.S. elections, too. Polls indicate that the European conservatives and reformists uh, and identity and democracy parties could lead a shift to the right in the 2024 EU parliament elections. Uh, so uh, let's see. They also mentioned New York here. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who previously committed to house and protect illegal migrants, now asking them to go somewhere else. New York City once declared itself a sanctuary city, but Mayor Eric Adams recently claimed that migrants would destroy it and is now offering illegal aliens one-way plane tickets out of town. Both the pivots of EU governments and the red wave in New York highlight the ability of conservatives to win by focusing on issues that have a direct impact on constituents' lives. Crime, inflation, and immigration. That's a, that's a write-up there, by the a good write-up there uh, by the Heritage Foundation. Uh, all right. Uh, and, of course, this is this is Donald Trump's issue. This is his ace. I, you know, back in the day, I, I, uh, I had some time to kill in between graduating college and and going off. I had to do my infantry officer training for the military. And so I had like six months for it. You know, it's like, OK, uh, y- y- you're training. Uh, y- you're not scheduled until blank. So you got about six months. What do you do for six months? It's like, well, it's, it's hard to start a new job, really. So anyway, I ended up t- taking on this cool opportunity with the Washington Center for Politics and Journalism and uh, it ended up uh, uh, and it was a seminar program where they'd bring in, you know, guest speakers once or twice a week. And there was about, you know, 12 of us, uh, you know, that, that took part in the program. And, and we all worked for various news outlets across Washington, D.C. And I had already worked on Capitol Hill and I'd been a legislative staffer. And so but I'm like, ah, I have no problem being an intern again. What the heck? I got six months to kill. I don't need the title. You know, the those those 22 year old kids on Capitol Hill uh, walking around pretending to be better than everybody else with their uh, with, <laughs> with their suits. They're the ones who need the titles to uh, tell everybody how great they are. But I, I could care less. I've been there, done that. And so I'm like, I'll be an intern again. But anyway, uh, Pat Buchanan, you guys remember Pat Buchanan? He was one of our guest speakers, which was a ton of fun because, you know, this was a journalism program. So out of 12 students, you know, uh, Ten of them were liberals, uh, liberal Democrats, and uh, and then there were two of us who <laughs> would actually question uh, government and the left, and and it was but it was a fun group of fun group of kids, and uh, and Pat Buchanan came and he said he he said we were talking about elections, and he said you got to play your ace. I, I can't remember if he was talking about uh, uh, George H. W. Bush and why he lost. And, you got to play your ace, Pat Buchanan told us. We always remember that line. And what he's referring to is, okay, there's going to be polling out there that's going to say this is the top issue. That's the top issue. This is the top issue in, in voters' minds. And his thing and his argument was, was, well, yes, that matters. But you as the candidate, you got to play your ace, what you're all about, what you get passionate about, what you talk about. Well, border security is Donald Trump's ace. It also happens to be what the American people care about right now because they see this invasion that's taking place in the crime and the drugs and the human trafficking and more that's taking place right now. So so Donald Trump, 
is the ace card on this issue. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Anyway, so the impeachment hearings for Mayorkas are set to begin on January 10th. The Homeland Security Committee holding their first impeachment hearing on the 10th, according to the committee chairman. That In this case, it's Tennessee Republican Mark Green. And after they finished their investigation in December, Green said House Republicans have enough evidence to impeach Mayorkas. And he misused taxpayer dollars, ignored border security regulations. And then he, on top of it, he lied to the American people because he went out and said it. Biden went out and said it. Harris went out and said it. The border czar, Corinne Jean-Pierre has said it. Circle back Jen Psaki at the time said it, that the border is closed and the border is secure. Anything, none of which is true. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash 100 South 24th Street West, number four. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I was earlier, I was pulling up the audio clips that we we gathered for you here today. And usually, man, we'll have, you know, probably a dozen plus different sound bites or audio clips. Uh, sometimes we'll play them all, sometimes we won't. You know, it just all depends on your phone calls, what the topic of conversation ends up being throughout the uh, the four-hour show from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, but usually there's a few things that it's like, oh, yeah, we never played that, never got to that. One clip that I didn't get to yesterday was a really funny one. Jimmy Fela, uh, Jimmy Fela, uh, he's uh, the former New York City cab driver who uh, is now on Fox News, funny guy. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, anyway, uh, if you hadn't heard the news, I'll, I'll play the funny clip that I was going to share yesterday. But in the meantime, uh, Jimmy Fallon got some, some big news. Jimmy Fallon is the new host of Fox News Saturday night, officially starting January 13th on the weekly comedy satire series that debuted last year. Fela will continue to host his weekday radio show, Fox Across America, and headlines the Fox Nation stand-up comedy special, Jimmy Fela, They're Just Jokes. He's also the author of the new book, Cancel Culture Dictionary, out January 30th. A Fox Nation special to accompany the book will be released on the Sunday before the book's release. Fela, a former cab driver, joined the network as a writer in 2016. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Anyway, big congrats to Jimmy Fela. He's a great guy. We've had him on the show here a few times. He's hilarious. He shared the news via Twitter, via X, uh, yesterday. And I threw a little reply on there. I said, I said, you demand, Jimmy. 
by the way, you still need to get out here to Montana. He was supposed to do a stand-up comedy routine last fall, but they ended up having to reschedule it. So I said, hey, you still need to get out here to Montana, Jimmy. And he actually replied. Uh, he said, yo, I'm coming to Helena March 29th. So I threw it on my calendar. Throw that on your calendar. Uh, Jimmy Fela is going to be doing his stand-up routine. Uh, here in Helena, Montana, uh, coming up on uh, on March 29th. So, uh, so there you go. So, what was the soundbite that I was going to play from Jimmy Fela for you yesterday on the show? Uh, so he was on with uh, with Laura Ingram, and uh, he, he joins her from time to time, and they they always have fun. But they were talking about have, have you guys seen this this new woke Space Force Lieutenant Colonel? Have you seen the uh, the Space Force Lieutenant Colonel? That is the man that identifies as the woman now. So the the, the Space Force Colonel, uh, uh, the man who is now wearing women's clothes and and doing makeup and hair and everything uh, to identify as a woman. Well, this uh, this new woke uh, Space Force Lieutenant Colonel, uh, they've been given all sorts of attention, uh, showing the promotion ceremony. This this woke Space Force uh, Lieutenant Colonel claimed that. Having men dress as women uh, is important to national security. Uh, Jimmy Fallon responds. Jimmy Fallon is the new... Oh, that's the wrong clip, obviously. Hold on one second. Where is the other Fallon clip? Here we go. Here we go. Now, Jimmy, the next clip is uh, from Fortune's Most Powerful Women Summit in October. Shocking. I wasn't there. But um, it's going viral now for some reason. Well, here's Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram from the U.S. Space Force. Inclusion is a national security imperative. We fight today and we are going to fight in the future using brain power. And if that brain just happens to be in a trans body, you should want them all serving alongside me. Jimmy, space can be anti-trans, you know that, right? Listen, man, we, we laugh because it's a coping mechanism. But the way we're going, Laura, 20 years from now, we're going to have a military that's rolling onto the battlefield in solar-powered tanks with coexist bumper stickers on the back. And we're going to lose every war, and they're all going to come home with a trophy. Good gosh. This is terrifying. <laughs> oh, they're all going to come home with a trophy. Uh, there you go. Uh, Jimmy Fela. Yeah, he'll be in Helena, Montana. Sounds like March 29th. Uh, go to x.com slash Aaron Flint. You can see the dialogue, the back and forth, and more. David Noble in the house coming up here in the 7 o'clock hour. I know a lot of you are very excited because you probably you're probably having... Some withdrawals uh, after he did such a great job filling in on the show last week. Well, hey, he's coming up. We'll, we'll get your woke update of the weekend and much more. And you can jump in on the conversation if you want to call in or message us.